On this episode of the Ordinary Faith Podcast, we'll talk to Hunter and Amy Cooper about the one word that no one ever wants to hear. Welcome to episode eight of Ordinary Faith Podcast. My name's Dan. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Miss LaShawn Barber. Hey, hey. Hey. And I w- before we get started here this morning, uh, I don't know if it's morning when you're listening to it. I don't know why I said that. I think I'm used <laughs> to talking in the morning. I don't know. Probably. Hey, before we get started <laughs> this morning or this afternoon or evening, whenever you happen to be listening, I just want to mention to you, uh, again, that the, the music here on this podcast is provided to us by Legacies. Uh, those guys are making some great new music, and so check them out. We are grateful to them for uh, being the soundtrack to this podcast, and we've got their uh, links in our show notes, so make sure you check out Legacies. Um, Love what they are doing. And we also just wanted to remind you that it's a huge help to us and to this podcast if you share it with somebody. So if you're enjoying what you are listening and you could send the link, just text it to somebody or share it. And also just to take literally one finger tap on iTunes to give it a star rating um, or even take a couple seconds to type out uh, a mm-hmm. review of the podcast. That just really helps kind of bump that up and get it in front of other people. So we'd love it if you would do that. But LaShawn, Hi. welcome back. This is our first time recording yes. since Labor Day. So yes. how you feeling? Feeling good, man, yeah. because September is the greatest month of the year. Oh, is it? Yes. Uh, okay, let's see. Why is it the best month of the year? Um, it's my birthday it's month. It's birthday month. <laughs> It's my birthday Happy birthday month. month. Thank you. Coming up on Sunday, right? Yes. Sunday. Yes. So actually, by the time this releases, it will be People yesterday. would have missed it, but that's okay the whole month. Yeah. So y'all can text LaShawn or send her a tweet or Instagram or say, hey, I would birthday. love it. I would love it. <laughs> she truly would. Hey, I had an awesome Labor Day. We Good. went up to We went up to Michigan. We took a weekend away. And uh, my sister-in-law lives up there in Kalamazoo, and they've got family up there with a house on a lake. And so we spent Ooh, a weekend, nice. long weekend on the lake. Uh, and then good weather there. Beautiful. I mean, it was kind of on and off rain threatening mm-hmm. a little bit, but most of the time it was just beautiful. It wasn't as hot up there as it ha- was oh, down here in, it was a mess. in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We got out, had a sunset on Lake Michigan one, one oh, night. So nice. it was, it was incredibly relaxing. Just it was get awesome. Away. Yep. Yeah. I needed it. Nice. What about you? Um, I did absolutely nothing. That's good too. On Labor Day. That's good. <laughs> I did no labor. Um, husband and I are pretty big into tennis, so we caught up on tennis. Yeah. Because the U.S. Open is going on. Yeah. And of course, he is also all about college football. I think I mentioned before, he has a college football preview magazine. That's a first. Nice. So he's really catching he's up on it. what. Yes, he's into it. Does he watch multiple games at the same time? Yes. Does he watch multiple TVs at the same time? No. But like. No. Wait. He wait. Flips wait. Back and forth. iPad does count as a TV, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's he's, a screen. Yeah. He's got the iPad going. Sometimes laptop and the TV. Yeah. Yes. And then he's probably scrolling his phone with stats and, and Twitter or something like that. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and I am over there frustrated or falling asleep falling because asleep. it's too much t- too much football. Too much football. But I love football. Yeah. I just can't take that much of it. Well, so I, we did nothing. Well, last night again, this, we were we're recording on a Friday, so last night Thursday was the kickoff of the NFL season, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't get to watch a ton of games anymore. But I had a chance, and I watched the whole game. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't start till close to close to halftime. They but, came on okay. It but, came yeah. on kind of late, didn't it? it? Yeah, I mean, it started like a 9 o'clock yeah. start or 8 o'clock. I don't yeah. remember. But I was playing with my kids and getting them set. And then I didn't turn the game on until probably close to 10. But. And I'm surprised we did not watch football last night. Really? Um, we watched tennis again. Because, oh, yeah. US I mean, Open. it's yeah, it's it's wrapping up, and he's anxious to see. Last year, this time, we were in New York. So oh, yeah. I think he's reminiscing a yeah. little bit. And maybe we'll go back next year. Yeah. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Yes. Well, since it's... Uh, Birthday month. Yes. That's obviously what's good for you, LaShawn. But totally. You're you're free to talk about that, but I want to ask you, LaShawn, what's good? What's, what's good? good? What's good? What's good this time of year? It's fall. And something that always makes me happy in the fall is fall premieres. Like TV is TV. coming back. Yeah. TV's coming back. And I know that we all should guard what how much tv we watch how many how much screen time sure, we're getting sure. uh but s- there's nothing like having a good tv show that you're looking forward oh, yeah. to and you're going to get home and you're going to have a good cry or a good laugh <laughs> 
and you I know had, I'm I down for both. Yeah, when I my parents when I was growing up, they guarded our screen time. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have free for all TV. We mm-hmm. had times where we watch movies together. Mm-hmm. We had Saturday morning cartoons. We had certain shows we watched. And I remember getting into high school, and I. At, would ask permission mm-hmm. Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Mother, may I please? <laughs> <laughs> just, like please? Yeah, like, just like that. like that. I said, well, can I watch Friends and Seinfeld? Uh-huh. And that was, and they were they certainly obliged that. So yes. that's what I looked forward to yes. back in the day. And SNL. Yeah. So so fall TV. What are we looking at right now? Well, um, everybody in the world, not really. Apparently, there's a couple people that don't follow This Is Us. And after last season, are you caught up, Dan? I'm not. So <gasps> oh. I mean. Okay, so I, we can't I, talk about it, well, friends. But I mean, I, I think by this point I should be, so I'll be all right if you spoil it. But Eric <laughs> well, and I have plans to go catch up. <laughs> I won't tell her. I won't spoil it, but um, if you are not caught up, get caught up if you can, um, because season three is going to start with a nice little bang and a nice little twist for us. Not bang as in action, a good twist but a nice bang. little yeah. twist. This show has been full of twists and turns that have been – um, unexpected and so delicate and real. Yeah. Um, and I have not watched an episode yet where I didn't cry. So it's so, so it's good. it's heading into season three. Yes. You're caught up. Yes. Season two just as good as season one in your A- mind. It's absolutely okay. Absolutely. At first, I was frustrated by season two because yeah. it was taking a long time to get to yeah. what we all wanted to know. Yeah. And then once we all found out what we wanted to know, it was devastating. Yeah. But then where are they going to go now? And so I just really think they've set themselves up. Yeah. These writers are great uh, to have that a good run. That show has run. good writing. Mm-hmm. Good it ensemble. It seems well cast. cast. Yeah, good mm-hmm. cast. And it feels kind of real enough. Feels authentic. Now, again, I'm not I'm not totally up to speed with where we are, right. where, where that is. But, right. okay. So that's one yeah. show that I'm looking forward to. Um, something that I just discovered over the summer is The Good Doctor. Which okay. has got a lot of feels to it as well. Now who's in that one again? I don't know his name. I should know his name since I came prepared Mr. to talk good about what's good. Yeah. Mr. Good Doctor. But he has um he is on the autism spectrum. I think he's okay. Asperger's, but he is an excellent, like genius doctor. Huh. So someone takes a chance and allows him to work in this hospital. And it's it reminds you of House, how he diagnoses. Yeah. But it also gives you a glimpse into how um people on that that spectrum process things and how they're still just as real and you know just oh, like yeah. the rest of us yeah um and how they're able to do some real real good yeah even though oftentimes they're cast inside so i i love i love the aspect of that show so i'm looking forward to that um my husband and i i get so frustrated but we always look forward to shark tank <laughs> i wish you i wish you could see i did an eye roll the, friends the eye roll on I the hand, hand to the side <laughs> Um, Shark the Tank. The frustration is real. Okay, I Shark love Tank. Shark Tank because it is just about people and their inventive yeah. ideas. Yeah. Um, but if you come with a good sob story, you might get $100,000 in your pocket to do this business that makes no sense. Yeah. So, But I also love that the, the guys that are on there, the people that are on there are interactive on Twitter. So people can oh, okay. come at them and be like, what were you thinking when you you know, got behind this project and yeah. they actually share that. So if you have cool. an inventive idea or you got, it's just kind of feel good because you do hear people's backstories and how they came yeah. up with these inventions or these businesses. So that's kind of fun. And then comedies. Who doesn't want yeah. to laugh? That's that's where we go. Who we doesn't want to laugh? I mean, I will still go back to my old favorites, which are The Office and yeah. Seinfeld and sure. all those things. But there are a couple. Of, I watch Blackish. I don't know if that's really really popular. Um, it's still hilarious to me because Tracy Ellis Ross is really funny. But there are a couple new shows that are coming um, that I think will be interesting. One okay. is called The Cool Kids. The and cool guess who's kids. starring in it? Me. Well, and me no? too, if okay. you're a cool kid. I'm a cool kid. <laughs> who's, who's in it? <laughs> that was really well played. <laughs> you um, set me up. I just hit him out of the park, you know. <laughs> Vicki Lawrence. Vicki oh. Lawrence from way back yeah. in the day um, that used to do a lot of stuff with Carol Burnett. Yeah. She is starring in this show. Wow. So it's kind of, I, and I've David, not heard of this show, The Cool Kids. Okay. David Allen Greer is also, I okay. think it's an ensemble of older, uh, okay. an older generation. Yeah. Um, so that should be what, interesting. Do you know what the premise fun. is? I don't. Okay. But I just saw a couple of clips and it looks hilarious. Okay. Um, and then also, Cedric the Entertainer has a new show called Cedric's The Neighborhood. back? Cedric is back. <laughs> He's one of my favorite stand up comedians. Yeah. Um, and he has a show called The Neighborhood. And apparently, it's a neighborhood where it's primarily black people, but this, and he has a new co- family moving in next door, and they come over to say hello, and he's expecting, yeah. you know, and he opens the door, and it's a white family. Yeah. And the guy that's playing the husband 
was on New Girl, which I loved also. Okay. So this should be a good little comedic. Which character for New Girl was it? Sh- Schmidt. Schmitty? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yes. And he's nothing like that character, so right. that's why this should be really yeah. interesting. Um, I'm going to have to watch that just to see, because I can only imagine that character <laughs> playing Schmitty. I know. Uh, so to see him in another role will be fun. So that'll be good. Um, and then, let's see, there's a show called Manifest that's looming that around. I, I feel like it's a little bit lost-ish. Everybody like that, is saying yeah, that. Yeah, because it's a plane. It's a, I mean, fun fact about LaShawn, did not watch Lost. At all? At all. Now, I know he's giving me a really bad look, y'all. No, he's, it's not bad. It's he, quizzical. He's judging. <laughs> Are you surprised judgy, that I would? <laughs> little judgy, but more, more quizzical and Yeah. Curious. I didn't just get into it. Okay. And I'm not sure why. Same, Probably the same reason why I didn't get into The Walking Dead, and everyone is. But that's a sidebar. Um, didn't watch Lost, but this show intrigues me. Yeah. They go up into this plane, and they come back yeah. eight years later, I think. What the world happened? Yeah, it's got. I mean, it's got enough of a hook to the, to the plot and the mm-hmm. pilot that I can see people jumping right in and wanting to find that out. And I haven't seen many clips other than what they've shown us right. the, in that one trailer, which I like when the show does that because you yeah. can't give all of your great shots away. Yeah. So I'm kind of intrigued by that as yeah. well. So yeah. lots of good TV out there, all designed to make you feel good. Feel good. Feel good for all TV. You know, you don't. I wouldn't say I try not to watch a lot of TV that makes me feel bad. I.e., Criminal Minds. I.e., yeah. all the kill stuff. I yeah. Didn't. But if it's gonna lift me up in some kind of way, or I can be intrigued by it. Yeah. Uh, you don't see me putting my pinky finger in my mouth as if to say, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there are definitely shows that I find I found myself in the last decade. I, I could sit and binge watch a lot of shows with my wife. And, yeah. You know, we we watch TV before bed or something mm-hmm. that I just can't anymore. Um, and I don't, I don't know. It's, pr- it's probably that it, it puts me in a mental state of it's too just... much. Like I don't find that helpful, <laughs> mm-hmm. but what I do love is, you know, so we, we try to intentionally do family time with, with our older, like we will put our youngest to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our older two who are teenagers. Now we try to t- kind of carve out this time from like eight thirty ish until, about 10. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we play cards or play a game, but a lot of times we'll watch a show together. So we're watching th- through the flash right now. Mm-hmm. But we have found that go after a comedy mm-hmm. and almost no matter what we do in the day, if we can end like the last mm-hmm. 30 minutes before bed watching mm-hmm. the, like it's the office right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, the kids are into the, the office. The kids now. are into the office. So oh, they're my favorite. Oh, I'm telling you what, you get, <laughs> you get a little bit of Jim and Dwight action. Oh. And... The laughter that we can share for mm-hmm. 25 minutes on a couch mm-hmm. can almost melt away anything that has happened. Yes. And it softens. So, I mean, a lot of nights are great, but sometimes you have tough nights with mm-hmm. teenagers in the house and mm-hmm. homework and all this stuff. And it just softens things. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> sometimes you just need that you just, just need to it. wash off the day, you if your, you will. You need it for your soul yeah. sometimes. Laughter. I didn't mention there's one great show that hopefully those of us that are believers can uh, watch and engage for ourselves. It's called God Friended Me, I where someone is actually getting a friend request from God and getting an, an action to do. Huh. Um, and I've not seen a lot of clips of this either. They're keeping things tight to the chest. I've not even heard that. But. but it sounds like it's going to be pretty good. But huh. that sounds like it might be something feel good. Because yeah, you're almost doing like something a Bruce Almighty kind of. Yes. You're doing something yeah. for other people. Huh. So Interesting. Go out there and find something that makes you feel good um, in your soul. Right. Yeah. Don't. Hey, and, and reach out to us too. Let us know what it is that you are getting after and watching. And mm-hmm. if you've got kind of old shows, new shows that you're watching uh, you can tag us or, or hashtag the Ordinary Faith Podcast, and we'll we'll try and catch up and on we'll those check as well. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, so um, our interview today is uh, with a friend of mine, Hunter Cooper, and his mom Amy. Now, Hunter is the same age as my daughter Alicia. They used to go to school together. Oh, wow. They were buddies. They were in, in the church I served at previously, so mm-hmm. we got to know this family quite a bit over a while, oh, over uh, a period of about four years. Just really, really, really nice, gracious smart people they're mm-hmm. they're they're a great family um a, a little over a year ago they she put a post on facebook that literally took i mean it, the kind of thing thing you read it took my breath away and oh literally put brought me to my knees um they found out i think it was june of last year of 2017 uh that hunter was diagnosed with a form of cancer which is oh my goodness um mm-hmm. you know you can't imagine anybody who hears that word 
for someone they love, especially mm-hmm. a parent and a child. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's devastating and gut-wrenching. And so they they agreed, and, and mm-hmm. Hunter's doing well now. Um, awesome. He's been fighting an incredible battle over the last year, certainly a really challenging year, mm-hmm. but I asked them to come and share their journey. Um, but that's that's in your world too, LaShawn. So I, I wanted to turn that to you mm-hmm. and, and just say, hey, what's what do you think of when you hear that? And um, because you're sort of walking that with your hubby. Walking through it right now. Yeah. Um, people will hear this. Some will hear it for the first time on this podcast, but I do have his permission. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wallace. We love you. Yes. Um, we got that devastating news. I got that phone call on a Monday afternoon um, a few months ago yeah. um, that he had been diagnosed for sure. They confirmed that it was cancer inside my husband's body. and. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine for a kid, but having been married to this man for 20 years, it was definitely bring you to your knees. I'm holding back a big old lump right now. It was just hard to hear because you know your faith. Yeah. You know what you believe. um, But that word just strikes a fear in people. Because you think, um, I mean, we're all human. Yeah. You know, we are all human. And we, I remember talking to you shortly after this as you were processing and you cannot help but think about the worst sometimes yes and that's that's normal and that's natural that there are (laughs) like we know what the big c word does and can do and so it's we um, know how invincible it's been to some people we know how some people have overcome it yeah Um, but what is going to be our story what's going to be you know what does this say about and for me as a wife how i respond to it says something about what I believe and who I am and where I am in my faith, yeah. but does it? Because it's all up to him and it's all up to how we how we move about in the world. So anyway, yeah. it was devastating to hear, um, but s- so interesting to watch. I've learned so much through the process. So it's about been- So much about you and about so much me. about Wallace, and I'm sure. So, so much, so about, much about him. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's doing great, everybody. It, it's What's funny is people that would see him didn't even know that he was going through it because he was fine yeah um and that's what's that's what's also insidious about cancer because you don't know you that don't you always know it. well and that that was and you'll hear hunter share his story a little bit but i mean he was he was an active athletic mm-hmm. kid you know playing um kind of i think like fc soccer and mm-hmm. just really really active mm-hmm. um and just all of a sudden knew something felt wrong mm-hmm. um and he'll he'll explain that in his interview but so you know, and, and there was a mother's intuition that mm-hmm. she had to chase some stuff down mm-hmm. and get answers. Um, but what I, you know, what I have appreciated watching you and talking to you over the last few months has been the willingness to to be in the journey. Mm-hmm. Because some sometimes we can try to convince ourselves and try we try to push the pain away, push yep. the fear away. Yep push the doubt away mm-hmm. um, and we we lean back on coffee mug scripture verses Absolutely. and and that's you know there are things and truths that we have to hold on to yes but there's also a reality to being in the fear and feeling it mm-hmm. being in the sadness mm-hmm. and feeling it mm-hmm. and and just letting God be in all that with you. All and, of it. And I've seen you do that. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. I can only hope. Um, I had no choice. I shouldn't say I had no choice. I did have a choice. But I decided, I think I told you this, I decided to be good in the moment because he was good. Wallace was good. Yeah. I needed to feel all the feels. He needed to get all the facts. Yeah. And once he had the facts and, you know, something he said to me early on was, I mean, we believe, we believe God. So yeah. this is what he said. This is what we're going to do. And everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And that to any, I could take that for a surface thing. Yeah. But to dig a little deeper underneath that and know what he meant fundamentally in those three things was just like, you know what? I can feel this. Yeah. But I can still know that who know that God is who He is. Yeah. So. And you're and he's he's doing well. He's right now. doing well. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah. I, I keep joking, saying he's back on my nerves. <laughs> Love you, honey. He's watching football on <laughs> six screens. <laughs> <laughs> He's dying to play golf again, yeah. but um, we we will find out for sure that cancer is definitely gone in a few days, actually. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things, too, that um, – and, and you'll hear this from, from Amy and from Hunter, but, again, I saw it, saw it with you guys up close, was the, the value of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it's so hard sometimes during seasons to know when to let people in, and it's sometimes, I think, even hard for people – 
on the outside to know how to be in. Yeah. But I was able to see that. Yeah. There is probably no other. I mean, the day of his surgery was just a, a clear a clear image of what the church is because Completely. I showed up early in the morning to, to <laughs> pray, to pray with you. And there was already like a <laughs> lobby full of full of your people there. I, I weep when I think about that day yeah. because that was a day that I had been, you know, you mark that day on your calendar. This yeah. is the surgery day. Oh, yeah. And I had been fearing it and fearing it and fearing it. And so that morning um, from the pers- first person that I saw at six o'clock in the morning, like, who does that? Who gets up at six in the morning yeah. to be with a friend? Um, people that love Jesus and, and love love their friends. Yeah. So um, it just, all kinds of ways. Yeah. Just God just showed up, all kinds of things. And you don't know who to let in. Yeah. You don't know how much to, to say or share, yeah. particularly because it wasn't mine Yeah. to share. Sure. Um, but the moment that you let that guard down a little bit and you do share with someone and it's an outpouring back to you, even when they don't know what to do. Yeah. Just a hug. Uh, and Sometimes not. just then I think, and, and again, I've not had to walk through that, but mm-hmm. I, but what I have seen from from a point of view as, of a pastor is that the weight shifts a little bit. It does. Um, it completely And even does. if you're not tangibly doing a thing or saying a thing, you, a presence can just help carry an emotional weight. And it that does. matters. So, it does. well, we love you and Thank Wallace you. and so glad he's doing well. appreciate yes. you just sharing Praise a little bit about Lord. that here. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm going to go ahead and roll this interview with Amy and Hunter. I know you're going to be just really encouraged and, and impressed by this kid. So Hunter, Amy, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today. Great to have you up here. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah. So you guys have obviously been on a really, really crazy journey over the last year. Um, Cancer diagnosis and then just having to absorb everything that that means for a family and um, treatment and stuff like that. So Hunter, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Uh, You're an active kid, soccer player, all all kinds of stuff you do. When, when you look back to a year ago, when did you know um, that something just wasn't quite right in your body? It was probably about a month or so before I was diagnosed. I just started having severe pain in my back. And at first we thought it was an injury because we had gone to a almost American Ninja Warrior-like place, which is a show that I used to always yeah. watch. Sounds awesome. And, <laughs> yeah. It was like and a I jumped off project gym or yeah. something, you know. I jumped off of a high, like, point and just landed wrong. And I was like, oh. My back hurt a little bit, yeah. and it kept on going, and I was like, it's probably just an injury. I've kept on making it just aggravated, kept on going, getting worse and worse, even if I stopped doing activities. And yeah. there was just some days where it got so severe to where I couldn't sleep, I couldn't sit, I couldn't do anything. Wow. Like, there was one day where I probably paced for two, three hours straight. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night. It was right. Actually, that night we went to the ER yeah. because he was in such severe pain that he he tried to lay down, you know, and it would he would have to get up and w- he couldn't go to sleep because it was in such so much pain. He was just pacing. And it's like yeah. two o'clock in the morning, and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, like we gave him ibuprofen, nothing's doing going, it. Yeah. Going you in know. the ER, I had to walk on my knees through the car seat because yeah. I couldn't sit down. Yeah, it was just excruciating pain, and we were like, wow something is if this is an injury like this is a bad injury you know and we had just had him at the orthopedic doctor right before that to just get an x-ray x-ray was fine and um, a few of those things so it was it was kind of a process to get to the you know the diagnosis but we knew at that point when he was in such severe pain that something was wrong something Something was was wrong. wrong yeah so when you what was that moment like when you heard that for the first time, that that diagnosis, I I didn't think it was real. I in my mind they just had to be wrong. Yeah. Like there's no way I was active. I ate healthy. It it shouldn't happen to me. Like yeah. In my mind it just felt like a nightmare that wasn't true. Yeah. Hard to even wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. What about as a mom? Oh, I, truly when we went in that room. Well, when you know we had. Our chiropractor actually was the one who said, have they done a blood test? You know, and we yeah. were like, no. And he said, it probably won't result in anything, but I would just ask, you know, for a blood test. So I yeah. called the orthopedic doctor who was going through a series of different, you know, this test and that scan and that kind of thing. And 
um, he uh, said, sure, yeah, we'll send you for a blood test today. We went and got the blood test done. And the very next morning, I got a phone call from his pediatrician. They had sent the results to both that office as well as the orthopedic doctor office. And, um, you know, she was like, what is going on with Hunter? Wow. And, you know, I just said, I, well, he's got this injury. You know, we've, we're seeing the orthopedic doctor. They're going to start physical therapy. And she said, no, I feel like it's something more systemic. And she referred us to the, on, the pediatric oncologist um, the very next day. So it was like a Monday we had the... Um, you know, the blood test done. Tuesday, we got the results. Wednesday, we were seeing a specialist. Still, in my mind, I'm thinking, he's got like an infection, yeah. like we're going to go on high-dose antibiotics or something. And then that's, w- it was when we were there that day that she said he's got one of three things. He either has leukemia, leukemia lymphoma, or he has a solid tumor that is metastasized. Wow. And we need to figure out which one it is. So we're admitting you to the hospital. So we went for a doctor's office visit. And we yeah. didn't leave the hospital for 11 days. So, so I mean, it's, I mean, obviously you knew something was wrong, but mm, that diagnosis never. came out of nowhere. And honestly, after he had his bone marrow biopsy, the very, the, on Thursday, that, you know, next day after our appointment and we got the results, um, Brad and I went into a room with his oncologist, with Dr. Badgett and, um, Hunter was in the, you know, his room with Brad's parents and my family and everybody was kind of with him and we were gone for quite a while to talk with Dr. Badgett and Hunter, we later found out, was telling, you know, his grandparents, I know something's bad. I I know it's bad. Like they've been gone a while. And when we were talking to our doctor, we were just still going, are you sure you're looking at our kids' results? Like he's healthy, you know, and yeah, and. He's American Ninja Warrior. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's all yeah. boy, you know, like yeah. always running and ripping, and yeah. I, it just was. So, hard what was to what was the in. actual diagnosis? Uh, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, B cell, um, which our doctor says if you have to have a cancer, like this is the one you want, yeah. like because <laughs> it's at least the most common in children okay. and the most uh, curable. Okay. So, what was the talk us through that that you know, obviously there's the emotional kind of drop of hearing that mm-hmm. and having to wrap your head around that. Mm-hmm. And it probably d- it didn't even seem real for a while, I'm sure. But what was what was the treatment plan? What How did you, you know, as they laid that out, oh what gosh. did you guys have to walk through in order to start, start treating that? Well, the treatment plan is three and a half years. Wow. So that, just hearing that is like, it feels like an eternity, yeah. you know. So, um for boys, it's three and a half years. For girls, it's two and a half. So um, the hardest part, though, is the first eight to ten months. Um, okay. That's when they really hit the cancer hard. Their goal is to put it in remission during the first 30 days. And then after that, the remainder of all of that remaining treatment is to kill any residual cells. And hopefully, yeah. you know, at the end of all of that, it never, ever comes back. Yeah. So um, the, the hardest... 10 months you know he said I think that was when it really hit us like he goes he can't go to school you know like his immune system will be completely compromised because he has a blood cancer so it's a cancer of the white blood cells yeah so your immune system's gone so it's three years no school um, or just the 10 months first just 10 months first, okay. yeah so he actually gets to go back in the fall okay. um reg- like a quote-unquote regular no, you know regular. <laughs> whatever school, regular yeah. means it is, we, that's you know have you totally ever been that, as, have you ever been as excited to get back to school no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited to go back to school? Mixed feelings. Yeah. I, I'm ready to go, but then at the same time, I want summer to last longer. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he's just starting to get his strength back. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. learned last week or week before last. I like, I can ride a bike now, again, so. you know. Uh, so. yeah. yeah. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So for, I mean, for someone as active as you had been, that, I mean, that had to feel like you were, you know, taking a huge hit and not mm-hmm. just the... The, the treatment and dealing with that, but just kind of the emotional. Mm-hmm. So what's what's that been like for you this last year? You lost all the strength and had to keep away from stuff you've loved doing. It's been really rough. Like, especially when I would go to play with friends yeah. and they would, like, want to do something active and I just, I physically couldn't. Yeah. Like, that was some of the times that it really got to me. But I found new interests. Like, now I like to cook. Really? So I never thought <laughs> that would happen. But I What do you like to now. cook? What's your what's your dish, your go to? <laughs> if you were gonna make me dinner today, what would it be? I like making appetizers a lot. Okay. I <laughs> yeah. love eating appetizers. So <laughs> 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 
Nice. But I make goat cheese stuffed mushrooms that, that have like breadcrumbs awesome. on top of them. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh-huh. Hey, what do you know? I know. Interesting. Well, um, a large part of his treatment is steroids. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that can really kind of pack on the weight and yeah. that kind of thing. And it makes you voraciously hungry, yeah. like to the and point where he's like, I'm annoyed at how hungry I am. <laughs> yeah. So um, he, uh, we tried to just, you know, cur- of course, he had to eat, <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, he, we were trying to make it a little healthier, so he didn't have his hand in a bag of Cheetos all the time, you know, yeah. so um, we would kind of make a fun time of it, like we would say, okay, we'd look up Pinterest recipes, and <laughs> then we'd go and get all the stuff, and, and thank goodness for during cold and flu season, the Kroger click list, yeah. where you don't even have to go in the store, yeah. you know, with all the, you know, germs and that kind of yeah. thing during the winter. Yeah. We just kind of ordered and went and picked it up, and then we would turn up the music and all of us just get in the kitchen and yeah. you know make something and hang yeah, out see, see you have a great excuse for doing the click list i felt like i still feel a little <laughs> bit lazy. like lazy <laughs> the first time erica sent me to do that i went and picked up and i'm sitting in my car it's raining and some poor girl like uh-huh. comes out and it's putting groceries in my trunk well, i was i was trying to hide my face i but i always yeah. get out i'm like helping them, yeah you know yeah but I, I think you guys have a pretty good excuse for taking, <laughs> taking advantage it was, of that. It was really a lifesaver during yeah. the winter when it was, especially sure. this cold and flu season. Like the flu was so bad this year. And he was right at the hardest part of treatment when he was most vulnerable yeah. as well. So it was it was very isolating, yeah. you know, like very isolating. As much as we love to be with people and go and do and have fun and be outdoors. And that is the one thing we could still do was even though he didn't have the strength, we love to be outdoors, so yeah. we would just go take a drive, you know, like we would just small go hikes, yeah. walk hikes. a tiny little path, you know, whatever he could do, and yeah. just drive up to Cave Run Lake and just drive around it and just, you know, get out, sit on a bench, yeah. and just enjoy it, yeah. being outside, even if he couldn't really do things outside. Yeah. Some, so. Um, so what was, uh, as you went through that, I'd love to kind of hear from both of you on this, but what was... I mean, that's a long, even just, I mean, you're not, you're not through it yet. You still have a couple more years of this, but that, that really intense treatment, you had to be in the hospital a lot. What was the hardest thing? Like, can you think back to a moment or a particular day where, what was the hardest, like, give us a glimpse into what that's like. And just, I mean, emotionally, physically, it's, it had to have been just so challenging. Yeah. It's a little gruesome, the honest, like, <laughs> truth of what the worst day was. Yeah. But there was a day where I just had a very bad reaction yeah. to uh, chemo. Propofol. It, yeah, it, it was, was propofol. It, they had and to put him to sleep to, to do okay. a procedure. So a mixture between the chemo that they put into his spine and the, it, he, has spin- he has to have 20 spinal taps. But wow. Now 20, I do him awake yeah. because of that reaction, and I just wow. He's a rock like star. Him. I mean, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's awake getting a spinal tap, but... Um, he gets. He had to have a spinal tap, and it was a mixture between the you know, anesthesia and the chemo. He mm-hmm. just had a very violent reaction. And I didn't get to eat that sick. whole day. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many hours before I didn't get to eat, but it was a while. And once I was out, I think I ate half a bag of potato chips and drank <laughs> some water, and then I just started throwing up constantly. Yeah, I probably threw up 40 times that day. Oh, my goodness. It was awful. Like, it, it was it was like a, an episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was not just like a... It was an event. It was really kind of scary. Yeah. I, I ended up calling the ER or the doctor's office, and I'm like, can you die from throwing up? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. he can't quit. <laughs> he can't quit. So we had to end up turning around and going back to the emergency room and getting some IV anti-nausea medicine and, you know, some different things. But that's, I think, as a mom, was the hardest with watching him be so sick. To be such a healthy eater, usually, and, you know, had a great appetite. He could eat his dad and I under the rug, and he wouldn't gain an ounce, you know, because he was always, like, running it off. And to see him going to where he could not, he wanted to eat, and he would cry because he was like, I am hungry, but I am so sick. Yeah. So that was tough. Hmm. That but was like I'd say that's probably the hardest one physically, but emotionally there was a kid that I got to know semi well. Like my mom and his mom got to know each other really well, yeah. and they talked about our treatments a lot. And he had a similar diagnosis. He had a he very was similar a teenager. diagnosis. He's a little older than Hunter. And at the very end of my treatment, and very close to the end of his, he got a very bad sickness, hmm. and it was a super bad uh, fungal infection that 
the specialist said he's only seen three times out of the like 20 years he's been there oh wow and sadly he passed away yeah. at the very end of it and it just had me so emotional and you almost have like a survivor's guilt yeah. from it yeah mm-hmm. even though you really shouldn't because like you're glad to be alive but yeah. at the same time you're just so sad that they didn't make it with you yeah mm. yeah you're you know you're walking a, a really same path with somebody and mm-hmm. for one <laughs> what seems like a very arbitrary thing why did he get sick and not you that right you know and yeah so i can i mean that's it was really that's tough. hard yeah, yeah. it still yeah. is you know some days we'll think like we'll go back and look at pictures of how far hunters come yeah. and what he's getting to do and it's like wow he should be able to too yeah and there's so many kids there that yeah. way you know yeah. so yeah hmm. it's definitely made us um you know i don't know if <laughs> i don't know if cancer is on the rise or if it's just we're more in tune to it now but it's it seems like every time you turn around like there's this Somebody Another else, that other, otherwise young, healthy, pers- young person, yeah. you know, that has this. And, um, you know, just the families that we've been able to meet along the way. It's almost like you become a community yeah. um, of supporting each other. It doesn't even matter. Like you could just meet each other once and you're like, I love you and I'm praying for you. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, like you just have There's this instant, instant bond. bond. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. So talk a little bit about community, because I know that that's that was um, probably pretty integral um, to you guys, I mean, yeah. it was it yeah. was fun to not fun. That's, that's the wrong word, but it was neat yeah. and powerful to see um, literally a whole city mm-hmm. rally around you when when that diagnosis came. And I think it speaks to you know how well um, respected you guys are as a oh, family, how well you. liked you are. But to, to see <laughs> the T-shirts and the you know the support that just poured out for you guys. So <laughs> what was that like having that kind of huge? you know, citywide support fighting for you as much as they can. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, I thought we'd get, like, support from our friends or family, yeah. but mm-hmm. I expected nothing of that magnitude of support. Yeah. I mean, just humbling, empowering, amazing. There's so many adjectives I could use to describe just – it was sometimes we were speechless, just yeah. couldn't believe just how and, – and how much – encouragement we felt and I remember um you know a, a friend who since then has passed on mm-hmm. from cancer Lisa um Stevens yeah. Yeah. who was so sweet she yeah. reached out one day and she was like you know I know on some days and this is before she even had gone had through yeah. yeah it herself but she said I know on some days um you know it's so hard like you're in the trenches you're in the midst of of it and you're exhausted emotionally and mentally and she was like just know that when you are too tired to pray that we are here interceding for you and it was like wow thank you you know because there were some days that we were always you know praying but there were some days you're just like i I can't even think (laughs) you know much let's put words together right now yeah yeah so yeah that's so powerful i was i Another episode of this was interviewing a guy named Brian and his wife fought fought a cancer battle and passed away and they just mm-hmm. talk about that and he wrote a book about it and just the um, the power of people being present and you know what it means to have a community around you guys and mm-hmm. you know the way that at least like you just said that when you're too tired and you can't to know that that we still are that's that's yeah. got to be such a huge it is um, lifting now you guys also received some support from cool places like um the dance blue and even oh, yeah. I, when I, I remember i stopped in to, to see you fairly early on in your treatment one time and um i think you had just received a gift from the dortmund soccer oh. team or something like yes. that so, so talk about that because that's pretty cool <laughs> stuff well so when i was going throughout my treatment my mom tried to reach out to a couple of either athletes or celebrities just yeah. to see if i could maybe get a signature or something like that yeah just something to boost his mood sure. and his day. Make you him know, happy. So, yeah. And we reached out to a lot of, like, American places and most of the time didn't get any responses or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. But then all of a sudden she just texted out to a Germany football club. Yeah. I emailed. Uh, yeah, I just emailed on their fan page or yeah. whatever. And, and just asked this. if I could get a jersey signed by my favorite soccer player, Christian Pulisic. Yeah. And th- they said, we can't send you a jersey, but we can send you a card. 
signed by him. Yeah. And then and it was neat because they actually later. said we normally don't, um, you know, we get a lot of these type of sure. requests, and we usually just kind of support the Dortmund area, you know, in Germany, and don't really, you know, go too far beyond that. Yeah. And they were like, but we've kind of reread your letter and we're going to make an exception so we are going to we're not going to be able to send a jersey but we'll send a a, you know like a signed player card yeah and then when it came in the mail the whole team the entire all the entire we got player cards for every team member and they all signed them with this really great letter and telling you know hunter just like keep on with your fight and it was that's awesome pretty cool yeah Yeah. so were you rooting (laughs) a little bit for germany in the world cup this year (laughs) who were you rooting for well I couldn't root for America, yeah. so I <laughs> decided to root for my second pair of soccer players team, which is uh, Paul Pogba, who plays for France. Yeah, and they just well, won. there you go. And they won, there so I was okay with that. So it worked out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Prefer it to be America, but sure. France is a good Next second. time around. Next time around, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Pulisic will be playing, so. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> so it'll be great. Um, well, so it's it's really neat just to see that, you know, the community and what that means for, for giving strength, I think. Those of us who are on the outside, a lot of times it's it's hard. We don't always know how to how to walk with people. We don't always uh-huh. know what's like. I don't have the right words to say, right, but to know that you don't always need to have the right words. Mm-mm. Just the presence and the prayers make yeah. a difference in ways that um, really matter. So mm-hmm. uh, that's good to hear. So so talk. Just go back a little bit because one of the things that I was struck with early on when when I kind of saw you guys in the hospital was there was. And it was early on, so there were still yeah. a lot of questions, and you hadn't really got into the thick of all the treatment yet, so it was still early and, and a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. And just talking to both of you to see there was that you could see the questions in your eyes, but there was also there wasn't a panic. There mm-hmm. was a, a peace and there was a faith. And I know that throughout the whole past year, and, and probably even going forward still, that there have to be moments. Like you can never be a hundred percent confident all yeah. the time. There've got to be moments of feet where fear creeps in. There've got to be moments. Yeah. So how do you? How did you? And how do you continue to to trust? And and what does faith and faithfulness look like for for both of you through this? Well, one of the things that really got me through my treatment and my fear is about I'd say a week before I was diagnosed, mm-hmm. we were at the beach, and the mm-hmm. first day that we were there, it was really rainy. Yeah bad weather clouds covering the whole like sky for most of the day we went out there early because i had back pain and i was been up since 4 a.m mm-hmm. like with you know trying to put like a tens unit on his back and ibuprofen and ice it and then heat it and just you know, trying everything just really so. great family vacation it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was starting out with a bang <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he had the back pain so we decided on, so. we'd go to the beach since we were there and like just lay down in the, just yeah. laid down in the sand and i we were all just laying there and i said you know it would just really make me feel special and just make me know for a fact that this is all in God's plan and he's going to get me through it if just a ray of sunlight shines right down on us. Hmm. 30 seconds later, clouds parted right above us. Sunlight shone right down on us. About a minute later, closed back up and just went on. It, cloudy it for the cloudy rest of the day. Noon. I mean, it was like... So what, what so did you think in that moment? Obvious. We were yeah. just crying. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just cried. I'm like, that is not a coincidence (laughs) you know it was just like god went it's okay of course we didn't know that at that time we didn't know it was cancer but yeah it was just back pain okay that you're gonna like the back pain was from cancer so i just thought i said it's all in his plan yeah and he he showed me that it was so i just have to trust him yeah Mm -hmm. and there's been you know days that you know i would have like almost panic attacks you know i felt like i couldn't even breathe and would just be gripped with fear and worrying about like you know how long this treatment is and and yeah. that kind of thing and looking too far down the road and um and i would the radio turns on i know like we would get in the car and, the car, the and song, air yeah. one comes on and it's just exactly what you need to hear yeah. that song um oh, well you are the cure was a good one yeah you are the cure. Was yeah, that popped up a couple mm-hmm. of times. A couple of times we were just like, yeah. yep. And then um, that, what if your blessings come through raindrops? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that song, I, it's just like those words yeah. were my heart. And it, it was so interesting. We would have those moments and we literally would get in the car and be like, 
we hear you yeah. loud and clear. Yeah. And there's been so many times I can tell you throughout his treatment that it was just, you know, there would be a question about something or something would happen. And then just through this crazy little course of events, it would be like God was directing the path, mm. you know, uh, just an example. Um, so you can sign up to be part of like trials and things like that there was a study that was being done that uh, you go home you read about it and it's all this technical stuff and we had kind of decided like no I don't think we're going to sign him up for this study and then when we got to the uh, you know doctor's office the next day to discuss it our doctor told us about some of the positive things that could come from being part of this study so we were like okay there's not really any like you said there's no side effects really besides the side effects that are already going to happen there's not a downside like you said it's not not like they're going to be like this extreme something with this versus that if you do one or the other it's just good things yeah so the the benefits of the study is like years on down the road they look at all these you know things all these statistics and they're able to better treat kids in the future yeah so it's we felt like after we talked to him and there wasn't as many downsides as we thought that we will go this route because hopefully it'll help in the future with you know cancer treatment well, part of it was when he has his um, chemo that he has to get in his spinal tabs. It was it would either be one single chemo drug or a or a combination of three, and I was like, eh, yeah. I'd rather have one than three, you know. <laughs> and it was uh, random. Like if you signed up to do this, you never knew who was going to be the yeah. whatever. Like they would tell you which you were getting, but it was like all just drawn randomly in a computer and so we talked about it with our doctor we prayed about it for a few minutes made the decision like we're going to do this study and we'll just put it in god's hands whether he has the triple or the single you know in his spine well the one i didn't want was what he got he got the triple (laughs) and i'm like gosh dog it (laughs) i didn't want that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um you know all throughout his treatment whenever he had to have uh spinal tap it was like these three you know chemo drugs being put in his spine whatever so once he was getting into maintenance he still has to have these periodically now but I had read a few things I'd come upon an article and they were just kind of in this one I was reading it was saying that they're they're finding that maybe it wasn't a big benefit to have the three versus the one and that they're kind of slowly starting to change their thought process about that and I'm like (laughs) and we're stuck in the three you know like I don't I don't know that I wanted him to keep doing this and Brad was like Amy we prayed about this God gave us a clear sign he got the triples that was the option we got like this is his plan we just got to trust that you're right you're right so the next day we walk into clinic and, and read another thing that was yeah there's a couple things that i was no, just like eh, i really don't know that i want him to do keep doing this throughout all of maintenance yeah. and um so we walked into clinic the next day after brad and i'd had this conversation and he was like we put it in god's hands i'm like you're right you're right <laughs> and dr badgett just happened to pop his head in the door we weren't even seeing him that day we were there just to kind of check his blood counts and weren't really having a full checkup and he was like oh by the way did you get a letter um, no, I didn't, you know, from the, I guess the overseeing yeah. body or whatever that does it, you know, like Oncology Group of America, whatever. And um, it turns out, he goes, oh, yeah, uh, we're going to singles. Huh. He goes, uh, they've, they've done away with that part of the study. That arm has been shut down and they're not doing triples in spines anymore. Mm. So we're just going to singles. I'm like, hmm, there you go. that's interesting because <laughs> yeah. I was going to talk to you about that yeah. anyway. And, um, you know, it was Afraid just. They would stop it. it so. yeah, yeah, there's just been different times like that yeah. throughout the entire treatment that we would have questions. And it was like God just kind of directed the path, you yeah. know, the way it needs to be. Kind of gave you what you needed each moment. Yeah. Yes. Not necessarily yeah. the full. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we have learned to not look too far in the future. Hmm. You know, I mean, nobody knows what their future holds. Yeah. Um, but God asks us to just trust him. And sometimes it's second to second, moment yeah. to moment. But, you know, it's give us our day, you know, today our daily bread. And don't he doesn't want us to worry about yeah. what's 20 years from now or whatever. Well, I mean, God willing, we have that yeah. long. But um but if we don't, we know he's getting us yeah. through each day. That's that's such a good that's such a good reminder for all of us just mm-hmm. to trust for the moment, and that's all you have. And mm-hmm. wow, 
There's been a couple, there was one time he had an, a very severe allergic reaction to a platelet transfusion. Um, just the antibodies and whoever's person's blood that was, like, we appreciate yeah. the blood product <laughs> we received. We don't no ever thanks. want that yeah. person's again because the hunters and theirs don't match up. Yeah. Um, but he had the worst uh, anaphylactic reaction mm. and hive reaction they've seen in the clinic ever. Wow. He had to have like 100 milligrams of Benadryl. To it sounded like Darth Vader when I would try to talk. It was so scary. But, like, I mean, even we've had lots of little bumps in the road sure. like that, you know, that every time, though, God's just been faithful to – Get us through, you mm. know, keep putting from one foot in front of the other. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, Hunter, what, what would you say, you know, I know you've met other kids going through it. What if, you know, if you were to walk down the street or some kid from school this year were to have the same diagnosis or something similar, what, what would you say to him or to her and, you know, to face a, a huge challenge like that? What encouragement would you give? Just trust in God. Yeah. Just try your hardest to pray every day praise him just hope for the best and live life as good as you can like you just you can't look at it in the long run you got to live it day by day moment by moment and just try to get through it and then once once you're out live life to the fullest mm-hmm. which you are yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah take advantage of yeah. the you know, big and small moments yeah. that present themselves. You know, I think yeah. that sometimes we all get so hurried yeah. in our daily lives that we can miss some really golden nuggets of opportunity to have precious memories made. Yeah. That, I'll bet you guys have you learned know. to enjoy some yeah. really simple, beautiful yes. things yes. sitting on a bench. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Never yeah. thought that being able to ride a bike around my own neighborhood would be nearly as much fun and enjoyment <laughs> as it is now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think, too, you know, it's so, if I could, you know, give a piece of advice to someone is to not dwell on the diagnosis. Yeah. Um, but, and not to, like, look at Google too much or yeah. whatever. Like, there's a fine line between making yourself informed so you know good questions to yeah. ask your doctor. Don't research the medicine. Yeah. But WebMD is... <laughs> it's a little scary. I mean, yeah. you could have a hangnail and, you know, they have you one foot in the grave. So yeah. um, it is... It, I would say just l- don't dwell on the diagnosis um, or, or you know, if it's not a diagnosis or your problem yeah. at the moment, whatever it is that you're going through, like not try to keep your eyes focused on that, but try to find something every day to be grateful for. Yeah. Whether it's just waking up in the morning, the sun is out, yeah. whatever, you know, try to find something to be grateful for and focus on that and then just I I started doing that I started journaling and writing down every day like something I was grateful for and it's kind of cool to go back Mm. and look now about the things that you kind of I hate to say you forget you don't think you're going to but you do forget little steps in the road that I'm like wow that happened that day I forgot about that that's really cool you know so um just finding gratefulness so what are you grateful for today uh, the ability to be here and yeah. see my kiddo that looks like looks, Hunter again. He looks great. You yeah. know, he's getting some hair. We've had to have two haircuts now. It's exciting, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting some muscles yeah. back in his legs and being able to walk and yeah. um, starting to see the life come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard some days really seeing him that, um, you know, pasty white and yeah. no muscle and no strength and just smiling through the pain it was hard one of the funny things that i remember saying throughout my treatment was we went on a small walk throughout the hospital and Mm -hmm. we went outside at one point and i saw robin and i said hey buddy we have the same legs and he did like little (laughs) stick legs like little stick chicken legs (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and we found a lot of humor i mean like you know when you're isolated and you can't go out and do a lot yeah. and you're in the house a, a, a you lot. You get a weird sense of comedy. You do. There's a fine yeah. line between insanity. We were all, <laughs> there's a lot of togetherness with our family. Yeah. And we, yeah, like Hunter's got little nicknames for Brad and I both, you oh. know, different. I won't share those. <laughs> Not on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can share daddy's. He's, he's the crybaby now, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, would amazing be a, I would be the big crybaby if, if my my kids ever went through that. I'll I mean, so oh much. Yeah. I mean, I just I remember starting it on uh, the Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, the Hyundai commercial came on where they were talking about how 
part of their part sales, of their sales go to, goes to cancer research. Yeah. And my dad For just kids. started bawling. And they show all these children and I was on like, their... I was just watching. I was like, dang, that's a really emotional like commercial. Looked over and saw my dad. He was bawling. crying. And I just started <laughs> laughing. I just pointed <laughs> at him and I started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't stop for like a whole five minutes. <laughs> well, we'll make sure not to edit this out because Brad, Brad needs to know. <laughs> oh, this too, so. He doesn't mind. Yeah, he needs to, to know it. that we're throwing him under the bus here. <laughs> He's made a, we've, uh, Hunter's made us total softies. Yeah. So. Oh. So, so where are you guys now? I mean, you, it's a three-year process. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's the prognosis? What, what do you have left? Well, recently, probably, I'd say a month or so ago, mm-hmm. was my one-year yeah. uh, anniversary, I guess you could say, of being diagnosed. And we spent, well, me and my dad got back home from Montana on the day of my the anniversary of yeah. yeah we were like wow look how full circle it's come in wow. a one year to the date you know we were being diagnosed and starting this incredible incredibly crazy journey and then one year later to the day he is getting back from this amazing nine-day opportunity to go to this cancer uh, camp you know for kids yeah. out in montana and you know just got to see amazing sights and meet wonderful people and um just experience uh so many cool things that yeah. we never would have, you know, thought about, and um, it was it was really poignant. I think to kind of be like, "Wow, look how yeah. God's brought us full circle in one year." Yeah. So it's it's still not. I mean, it's still a it's still a rocky road. Sure. Um, he's on oral chemo every day. Uh, every Tuesday, he has to take an additional oral chemo. Uh, ev- once a m- once, once a month. month, he has to take Yay. five days of steroids, which. Wow. Are yeah, really yeah, they have a lot of mm. awful side effects. They're worse than the chemo, they in are. my opinion. Mm. Yeah, prednisone does some crazy stuff to your body. And then um, once a month, he still has to have um, intravenous chemo and a spinal tap every two months for a while. So um, it's still a lot, yeah. but it's a lot better than it's it was. It's a lot yeah. more smooth sailing than it was. Still not, like, mm-hmm. clear, yeah. like smooth as glass it would be great <laughs> to not have to do that yeah still a pretty bumpy ride but, but not nearly know, as bumpy yeah but that's you know i always say every single day is just a walk in faith yeah. i mean i can't stand to read the potential side effects sure. from what we have to give him every day but yeah. we just are we pray every day that god will use it to do the things that it's supposed to do in his body and that he'll protect all of the organs and everything that you know needs to be protected and yeah. that he doesn't have the lasting side effects that he could have yeah you guys have been such an encouragement it's you know it's it's so hard to i mean i know you feel this way as a, just as a mother not being really able to do anything other than choose treatment plans mm-hmm. but you know to have to entrust his healing mm-hmm. to medicine and ultimately to god that there's a helplessness yeah. and i you know that i think there anybody who's watching would feel the same way but just to to be able to come come alongside and to pray for you guys but to watch how you as a family have walked the path uh, it's mm-hmm. i mean it was so obvious from the very first time i visited in the hospital just to see hey this is what's happening and and you it didn't you guys weren't even from the beginning you weren't dwelling on that and you were mm-hmm. sort of you know just open-handed to god that this is yeah. this is my son this is my my life yeah. this is yeah what's going on and we just have to trust and it's it was really really powerful to see that level of faith and how it's encouraged so many people and mm-hmm. I think that's a story that you get to tell every single day just with your life and the way you live it so yeah. I just always thought if God can create everything in existence he can get me through cancer treatment sure. like yeah he can do whatever he wants because he is all powerful yeah if it is in his plan I will get through this and I will have a great testimony in the future yeah, yeah. and you do <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been encouragement to so many and I'm sure I'm sure you'll probably have a life of that of that compassion and empathy for other people going through similar things. And yeah, it's kind of encouraged our next step in the journey. Um one of the things that Hunter discovered as we were going through this was, you know, when there you have no a compromised immune system, you have to wear masks a lot. And mm-hmm. when you're going through cancer treatment, you're nauseous a lot and those paper masks have a weird smell and mm-hmm. they kind of make you nauseous and, you know, even more so. And yeah. um so I got on, you know, Amazon and found some cloth masks, but they have a lot of 
ones that are you know have like cartoon characters on them like a teenage boy doesn't and really want to wear goofy yes. or mickey mouse you know on their mask right. or that kind of thing Not so much for kids my um age. yeah so hunter just kind of decided he wanted to learn how to sew and it's going to start making uh, reusable, like washable masks for kids that are going through cancer or have compromised immune systems and start okay. taking them take to the hospital. The hospital. And awesome. that way they can choose what they want. We're going to make like all kinds of array of, you know, colors and patterns yeah. and, you know, for little kids, for older kids, for whatever. So That's that awful. they can kind of, you know, when you lose a lot of what um, your your physical attributes that you normally have, you know, your hair, your, your, you know, sometimes your weight, like he got down to 85 pounds wow. at one point. Um, I lost 20 it's pounds. It's kind of nice to have at least one thing that you can kind of be like, this is my, like kind of yeah. have some individuality, yeah. you know? So yeah. um, we're going to have uh, these masks. They're called <laughs> Cooper's cover-ups. We haven't started <laughs> making them yet, yeah. but we're getting, you know, on the process, getting, close. yeah. getting closer. And, um, start taking those That's to the great. hospital to visit with families and just kind of encourage them and let those kids like pick out a mask of their own mm. that they can kind of individualize. Well, you cook and you sew and you. I know <laughs> he's like Betty like Crocker, little, little Martha Stewart here. <laughs> Can't do sports, so you got to find other yeah. stuff to do. That's right. That's all. Awesome. He's fishing though. He's yeah. <laughs> oh, I do a lot of fishing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Thanks so much for taking the time just to share your story. I know it's going to be an encouragement to a lot of people. It already has been and. It's been it's been really cool for me just to watch from afar and um, be able to pray for you, but but just to be able to see how you are um, walking through this with just such um, such faith. So thank you for that, but thank you for for coming on today. Well, we appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again to Amy and Hunter for joining us to share that story. Just so encouraging to hear how they've been able to face that down and certainly awesome to hear how well Hunter is doing. So thanks again, guys, for being on the show. Uh, And remember, all it takes to bring heaven to earth is ordinary faith and extraordinary grace.